Today we'll be talking about Revelation from Hit and Run Phase 2. Recorded summer 2014 at Paisley Park and released as a stream on the 30th of September 2014 as part of Yahoo Live. Mm. I don't know what Yahoo Live is. I remember that. I, I, I watched that. Yeah, randomly. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> well, they, <laughs> I don't know what release... it is either, but but I do remember watching because it was Prince. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a release party for Artificial Age and Plectrum Electrum, obviously the two albums that came out previous to the album that came out before this one. <laughs> so uh, already we're stretching back just a little bit. Um, and then obviously later this track turns up on, uh, on Hit, uh, Hit and Run Phase 2. Uh, after initially being streamed like basically almost a year before it got an official release mm. uh, more than a year in fact on the track we have prince john blackwell adrum andrew gauche i'm gonna say or i'm sure the accent means it's pronounced differently uh xavier taplin and marcus anderson who previously had been with the mpg horns on some of the tracks on the, the last couple of albums uh, the track is five minutes 21 and joining me to talk about today is zachary hoskins hello zachary hi now as this is the final episode that we will be covering obviously we are merely a couple of tracks away from the end of prince's career here. yeah yeah um i feel like we have to uh talk about prince's death once more um you know obviously uh i mean being a prince fan uh i mean i'm guessing that you probably remember where you were when you heard about prince's death right um you know and uh kind of you know y- your thoughts on that and and kind of how it impacted you right i um yeah i definitely remember i it's not a very <laughs> exciting story you know i i i work a i work a nine to five um and uh especially at that time i was working even more of a nine to five than i than i work now and i was just in the office at my desk uh you know probably probably messing around on the internet and uh heard the news and it you know, it, I had that moment that I think a lot of people had where it's like, wait a second, that that can't be right. Like this, this must be one of those, you know, reports of his death are greatly exaggerated um, kind of a thing. And then it sank in that, yes, this is, you know, he's gone and, and that that's it. And I just kind of I, I, I did not get any work done that day. I I, I was just kind of numb, uh, you know, just like. uh felt um you know it was it was it was really sad i um i wasn't crying at my desk but i was definitely you know doing a lot of uh blank staring <laughs> it's it's uh prince is somebody that has um you know been i was born in 1984 he's he's been um in the ether the whole time that i've been alive i've um you know really started getting into his his music when I was in college uh around 2004 and so you know that that's a, a lifetime of 
of him being there and then um you know a, a good uh 12 years of um much more intensely listening to him and um his music being a part of my life i i know that this is the only the only celebrity death that made me reach out to past girlfriends uh, that i had you know i i i i tracked down my first girlfriend on 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 Twitter and, uh, and sent her a DM like, Oh my God. Uh, you know, I can't believe this. Um, she never wrote back, but, uh, that's actually probably for the best. I just, I just like, I felt the need to like, <laughs> to like commune with, with, with some of these, uh, you know, some of these people that, that Prince was, uh, was also part of their life. Um, and it was, you know, it was pretty incredible that, uh, someone that I never met, uh, never personally knew, you know, um, that it had that big, uh, an impact and, and that, um, you know, his, his loss was, uh, was that kind of, um, profoundly sad for me. Um, I mean, was that the motivation for you starting your blog or had you already begun that? Before? Yeah. Well, so basically what happened was I started, um, I, I, I felt I was listening to a lot of his music. I was basically, you know, going through his whole catalog and, um, I have that, millennial uh disease where anything that i'm doing in my free time you know needs to be monetized or or not monetized but like turned into a um i haven't made any money from my blog <laughs> uh but you know turned into some kind of a some kind of a product some kind of hobby you know um there there needs to be some kind of end end result um that i can that i can put out there and and, and turn into work and so it was like well i'm already you know, doing all of this intensive listening and, and all of this reading and research about his music. Um, you know, I might as well turn this into a writing project. And, um, I have been, I, I, I started writing before, uh, you know, pretty soon after he died, he died, you know, end of, end of April, I started writing probably in May, uh, officially started the blog in June of 2016 but i've i've been the blog has been a thing uh since june 2016 and i imagine it'll be a thing uh for a long time to come um and I, i'm not sick of it so far which i think <laughs> which speaks to I, I i think the the sort of richness and um uh you know lasting appeal of prince's music that even after kind of committing to this absurd uh project of, of blogging about every prince song uh and not holding myself to a firm timeline and um you know just kind of even even looking ahead and knowing i've got a long long way to go it doesn't fill me with despair it's like oh this will be you know this will be a fun uh thing to do uh going forward well then let's talk about a track that you will cover in your blog in you know 20 years time exactly uh, yeah <laughs> revelation <laughs> uh i think uh you know the kind of the the influence of john blackwell you know the 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 kind of the horns on this track it feels very much like a kind of um uh, I don't know, like a like a jazz ballad, but like kind of a bit more kind of I don't know. There's a kind of weird contemplation the way that Prince sings the word revelation. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, it has it has that kind of um, you know the biblical references there as well. Um, but I don't think the song really has that much of a kind of you know you would expect maybe a tiny bit of uh, there's a little bit I guess towards the end where he mentions hell. Um, 
but most of the song is not is not kind of you know uh, is not about anything religious, right? Um, you know, yeah, it, the it the, is, the sound you know. and the you know the references to the pharaoh and and those kinds of things. It does feel it it, it does feel very early two thousands though. It feels um, you know very one night alone, uh, rainbow children kind of kind of era. And it, I I think that part of that might just be because of John Blackwell because he was such a big part of that period. Yeah, and the uh I think it's the flute line from Marcus Anderson as well, which right. kind of when Prince sings the words revelation, uh you have that kind of uh there's like a a flute and I think it might be a saxophone that are both playing at the same time as he sings. You know, the, there is no real chorus, it's just him singing the words revelation. Mm-hmm. And the, the kind of the notes are also uh, kind of doubled up by those instruments. And that's what kind of gives it. I don't know. Like it, the, the drums don't feel like particularly intense or anything. There's just this kind of like, uh, I don't know. I, I can imagine. I can imagine Prince like in like a jazz bar, and John Blackwell just lazily playing this kind of drum beat, and Prince just kind of coming in with like the you know the. Um, I, to me, it sounds like it's a, it's a soprano saxophone because it has a certain brightness, mm-hmm. uh, and the flute just kind of like singing, like kind of playing along. Um, and then there is there is like kind of a, a saxophone solo kind of, um, you know, about two thirds into the song as well. And um, there's also guitar, if, I think, if I remember correctly, um, you know, that's in there as well. And I don't know, like it just has this very kind of like uh, jazz bar kind of thing. You can kind of imagine, you know, just watching Prince uh, like kind of just <laughs> kind of just coming up with these lyrics on the spot like right. that's kind of the feel it has to me it's like a it doesn't feel like this is something that prince kind of went back and recorded over and over it just feels like something that you know he's kind of sung these lines he's kind of hit the rhymes and then he's like well that's it i'll you know that'll do for now <laughs> i don't need to i don't need to kind of go back um, and even there's not it's like on some lines there's not even any rhymes you know there's uh you know the, kind of the first the first couple of you know the first couple of couplets are just about you know, you and I were meant to be together. It seems like you've always been here. Now that you are, stay with me forever, my dear. Like, you know, it just seems like a very kind of simple, simple kind of expression. And then this whole thing of like, uh, you know, uh, for in your arms is everything, uh, you know, an army of haters one by one. <laughs> Which I, I love that Prince in in recent songs has kind of mentioned the haters. Right. Um, Kudos to him for putting the putting a reference to haters in the middle of this like tender jazz ballad, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that's not a place um, where you usually hear that word. But, uh, you know, but more power to him, I guess. Yeah. And I mean, you kind of we get this kind of I don't know, like the like I said, like the lyrics don't really feel like they're kind of saying anything that kind of different from his kind of previous expressions of love but where he says you know like um you know uh, the task at hand until i see the sun is is to keep doing you until you come to revelation (laughs) which although i guess there is a double meaning because he says until you come to revelation right it's like back to the i want to be your lover of like oh you know it's a it's a little bit of a tease you know what he's saying but he there's there's plausible deniability um, although yeah. the lyrics that I'm reading right now definitely go for the C U M spell. Oh yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they they, yeah, they they are not they're they're not about that double on time. They're like, no, this is what he means. Yeah, um, and and you know he he kind of repeats it's all coming back to me now, which you know is a is a reference, I guess, to a Celine Dion song. I, I don't know if it's <laughs> deliberate, um, you know. And Prince this whole Jim, kind of you Jim know, Steinman moment, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll uh, I'll beat my sword into a plow, you know, which obviously is a you know a biblical reference, and share a heavenly potion with my future queen, half east, half west, the the truth somewhere, lest in between. <laughs> 
which I don't know if that's a reference to NEWS, but uh, I would like to think it is. Uh, and then, like we say, you know, he finishes with, you know, through Hebrew, Greek and Roman hell, uh, you know, higher till we understand the color of the Pharaoh's hand. And that's the kind of where it ends. Like it doesn't it, like it's really weird because the song kind of just kind of comes in and then just kind of goes out. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And in between, you kind of have this, this like, you know, Prince just approaching the mic and singing a few lines and then kind of backing off a little bit and then. You know, singing the words Revelation with the, you know, the, the kind of horns just in, like kind of following his line. And I, I don't know, I, I kind of love how kind of laid back it feels. Um, you know, I feel like Hit and Run Phase 2 is, you know, a bit of a kind of a mixed bag in terms of some of the songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they, they kind of came from a long stretch of, of different years uh, post um, post 2010, it's worth saying, both the album and the year, um, you know, pretty much. There's nothing really, uh, I guess, I mean, technically, there's nothing that's kind of pre-2010. So it feels like Prince had kind of cleared his vault out uh, by the time he got to 2010. And then all the songs that he's done since then have been new stuff, um, you know. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I I kind of just love the, the kind of mood of it. Like, it, it doesn't, like, the, the kind of end of this album doesn't feel like it's, um, you know, like going for, like, an intense finish or anything. Mm-hmm. It just feels like, uh, you know, a bit more of a kind of low-key finish. And, uh, you know, these last few songs, um, I, to me, it, like, uh, I don't know, it, it, it feels like a weird place to kind of finish Prince's career because it doesn't feel to me like, you know, he would have ever thought that this was his final album. and. Right. Uh, you know, the fact that he had other songs that he'd released that still hadn't found, you know, a hit and run to be put on suggests that maybe there was a phase three or a phase four in his head, mm-hmm. um, you know, of other songs that he wanted to put towards those albums. Um, and obviously, we, you know, we never got to hear them. So like kind of hit and run phase one and two feel a little bit like an unfinished project, like. You know, he was taking all these songs from this kind of this time period and putting them onto these collections. And, you know, maybe he had some more that were kind of, you know, on the back burner that he was ready to kind of release and kind of, you know, I don't know, through through various means like, you know, Tidal and and SoundCloud and various other kind of avenues. He seems mm-hmm. to be putting out songs. And it, it just kind of feels like, you know, and like a Yahoo live stream, <laughs> like, you know, it feels like there were all these different methods he was using. And, and then gradually he was kind of conforming and being like, well, OK, I guess, you know, I guess these 10 are an album. Right, <laughs> and, right. You know, and, and these these 12, I guess I, I'm going to call them an album, you know, like and that that's why this song, I don't know, feels a bit kind of weird because it doesn't it doesn't feel like it's building up to anything or it's part of like a big finish to this album. In the same way that, say, something like, you know, The Temptation and The Ladder did at the end of, like, Around the World in the Day. They felt like a, you know, like a big finish. This just feels like a very kind of, like, low-key song that maybe, you know, Prince was like, okay, you know, I've got a launch party for some albums. Let's just play, like, you know, yeah. a jazz ballad, like, <laughs> while people are coming in and milling about. Like, it it doesn't feel like it's very much in your face. But I still really enjoy what's going on. You know, I'm, I'm a big fan of John Blackwell. Uh, you know, I really enjoy what's what the horns are doing in here. Like, I think some of the saxophone stuff is really great. It's, uh, I don't know. I think I think saxophone stuff kind of gets mocked uh, because of like what happened in the eighties, where <laughs> you know people kept throwing saxophone solos and everything. Uh, but I feel here it kind of it just really embellishes what's going on and kind of really adds to the song. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah. so I would say for me this is probably a solid four out of five. Yeah, I I think I'm between a three and a four. Um, I really like it. I and I think I think basically this is one of those songs that I need more time with it because it is so kind of 
it's you know it's it's not a song that announces itself uh very dramatically you know like you said it's it 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 feels it has that ambiance of just a, a jazzy uh you know a little bit i can see prince uh when he would go and sit in at the Dakota club in Minneapolis, you know, it, it, it has, it has that kind of a, um, you know, not very hook heavy, just kind of, it's a mood. And, um, and I really, I, I really like the mood. Um, it's, it's, it's sort of, you know, it's, when it's, when it stops playing, it leaves my head, <laughs> you know, it's not one of those, it's not one of those Prince songs that like you, you're going to find yourself humming uh, a, a week later. Um, but I, I think he was very good at sort of casting a spell, uh, and, and creating, creating a, this, you know, really sort of sensual mood, um, tradition of something like, uh, when we're dancing close and slow from the, from way back in 1979. So this is, you know, something that he was always, um, amazing at doing, and um, this is just kind of another, uh, installment of that. So I, I think holding myself to the no point fives i'll give it a, i'll give it a three but it's a it, it's a three that i that i really enjoy while it's on uh interestingly the only performance you know this was uh, you know obviously it was streamed uh on the 30th of september 2014 but the only performance was at paisley park uh on the 19th of april 2015 so that is uh a year and two days before his death um wow. you know so yeah uh i mean i the thing is i would have liked that prince uh you know had not died and had <laughs> right. been around just a little <laughs> bit longer because i never got to see him live and you know this would have been an interesting song to see live because i can imagine like um you know like uh this being like very very kind of like low-key and i don't know like I, f- I feel like sometimes there's some prince songs where you know people get amped up when they hear them and mm. i don't think that's this and i think maybe you right. have to be in the right mood as a crowd to kind of really get into this song right um so it would have been interesting to see what the what the crowd at paisley park on that day kind of <laughs> how their reaction would have been to this uh coming on live you know and prince just occasionally singing the words revelation um, and people probably being like, I don't know what this song is because it hasn't officially had an album release yet. <laughs> so <laughs> it wouldn't be officially released on an album for like another few months. <laughs> so I guess if people had only seen it once at that live stream, then maybe they they would kind of recognize it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just, um, I don't know. I, I, I really enjoy what Hit and Run Phase 2 was because I think Prince had a clear idea of, you know, uh, kind of what he wanted the album to be. And I think, you know, like the collection is a little bit more even, mm-hmm. uh, whereas I think Hit and Run Phase 1 is, as discussed on a lot of those tracks, it's a little bit more kind of up and down. And yeah. you know, some of the tracks are kind of really, uh, really kind of stand out and other tracks, it just, you know, it kind of it's just a lot of kind of drum loops and noise. Um, and I think this album, you know, there's a kind of a clearer idea of of where Prince was and maybe, you know, what his kind of future direction would have been. I feel like. Um, you know the stuff that was on phase two is uh, is more indicative of where prince was heading um you know than the stuff that's on 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 phase one i feel like phase one is kind of stuff that he he, he'd kind of already done and i don't know maybe he'd gotten a bit tired of already (laughs) right um by the end by the end of that album it it just kind of feel like prince is is pushing a bit more towards uh the kind of stuff that he'd done a little bit earlier in the decade oh yeah i i mean uh the first hit and run um, kind of put me off the second. <laughs> I I downloaded 
title, uh, you know, to hear Hidden Run One because I liked Artificial Age so much, and um, I was like, this is terrible, and I I didn't even I didn't even check out Hidden Run Two, and um, now I regret that because Hidden Run Two is much much better, and it makes me wonder what you know the next thing would have been. Um, I mean, certainly, you know, the fact that John Blackwell is on nine out of these twelve tracks, I think, yeah, that doesn't hurt, right? <laughs> I, yeah, I think I think that's I think that's a good kind of unifying influence over over the general kind of direction. Um, and even the tracks that he's missing from like you know baltimore uh you know they they still have like a clear you know like idea of what the song I- I is about and right. um, and stare i think is one of the other ones as well that he's missing from um you know but it, i i think maybe i mean ov- obviously you know we also lost john blackwell like yeah. soon after this as well so um, I don't know. I don't know. Like you know, maybe if Prince had still been alive and John Blackwell had had gone, maybe I don't know how that would have affected Prince either. But uh, it just feels like this album is more concrete, and it's like okay, this is you know this idea of like maybe if he'd gone on and done whatever that whatever the next album would have been. If we call it Hit and Run Phase Three, it feels like it would have been more like this than Phase One. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which you know just makes me even more sad that you know we didn't get one more album out of prince right uh, because i feel like this is a really like these last few tracks like screwdriver black muse revelation big city it doesn't feel like the last few tracks the prince is going to put out like you know it, it feel it it feels like you're still in the middle whereas like if you if you look at um david bowie's like black star obviously you know he knew he knew that his time was coming and right so right he you know he deliberately kind of made something that was a statement about that yeah uh, whereas with prince there was always this idea of there's going to be one more prince album like you know it doesn't matter what year you're in you can always think to yourself well there's one more prince album coming right uh, and obviously you know that was no longer true in 2016 yeah. you know <laughs> uh although i guess technically we've had a couple since then but you know they aren't they aren't new stuff it's it's all old stuff from now on yeah i feel like we said about as much as we can about revelation uh so let's go to plugs is there anything you wish the plugs accurate sure so i i kind of touched on this earlier um i have you know for the past uh going on three years now um i have been writing my way through prince's recorded catalog um, I'm taking a, a long time uh, uh, because I'm, you know, unlike uh, unlike Darren, I'm not holding myself to a to a particular schedule. Um, I've just kind of accepted that this is this is my life's work. <laughs> uh, but you can um, you you can find uh, the my my blog. Uh, it's called Dance Music Sex Romance at PrinceSongs.org. And you can find us on Facebook at Prince Right by Track or on Twitter at Prince Podcast. Or you can email us. Not sure why you would at Prince Right by Track at gmail.com. Thanks once more for being my guest here one final time, Zachary. Yeah, thank you for having me. All of these all of these many many episodes. Um, I really appreciate it and. It was uh, it was it was a great time and and congratulations. Uh, this is uh, uh, such a big project, uh, so I, it, it's it's cool to kind of see it come out on the other end. Uh, yeah, <laughs> thank you very much. And otherwise, goodbye. Bye. Where's my guitar?